return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Look and the Lord says, stop where you are. Just take off your sandals for where you're standing is holy ground. And I was thinking about that and so many people try to live a holy life and they try to maybe do it themselves they you know they i'm gonna quit doing this and i'm gonna turn this way and you know but the bible says that we have the lord in us the holy spirit in us amen and the reason the place was holy wasn't because of the bush that was burning right it was because of the presence of the lord was there amen so if we have the holy spirit living on the inside of us his presence is with us so everywhere we walk is holy ground everywhere we go we can walk in the holiness of the lord amen Hallelujah. So I think he wants to tell us that tonight, that maybe you've made some mistakes in your life, or maybe you're going through a rough time right now, but just remember, you have the Holy One living on the inside of you, so everywhere you walk is holy ground. You're taking the presence of the Lord with you. Amen. Just like the Israelites took the ark with them um, for battles and wherever they went, we're taking the ark, the holy, the presence of the Lord with us every place we go. Amen. So we never have to feel like we're inadequate. We never have to feel like we're not good enough because we have the one that is good enough on the inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go and greet somebody tonight. Tell where two or three are gathered together in your name. You're here in the midst. Lord, so your presence is here, Lord. Uh, Your power for for miracles, for healing, Lord, for to listen to your voice is all here right now. Lord, we just thank you that we have this opportunity to, to meet. Lord, and I pray that as I speak, that your voice comes through me. Lord, that what your message is to the church comes through me tonight. That it's not just me here talking and giving opinions, but that we can dig into your word, Lord. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so stop me if you've seen uh, this title today already. Uh, Roger taught it this morning, had the same exact title except for the part one at the beginning or at the end of it. Amen. But hearing the... This is part two, part one, part one and a half, amen, and uh, hearing the voice of God, and, and it was really kind of cool, you know, I, I had put my scriptures up there in the morning, and then Roger came in and put his scriptures up, and I was looking, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, this is the same, but we only have one scripture that's the same, so the Lord, there's a lot in his word about hearing his voice, amen, there's a lot that he wants us to know about hearing his voice, and I think we know this, but God, he does speak to us. And he's speaking right now. Amen. So even right now, as we're listening to this message, hopefully, if our hearts are open, he's ministering to us. He's speaking to our heart about things in our own life. Amen. And uh, he wants us to, um, as Pastor Dave talked about this morning, uh, be, that, be that perfect follower of his. You know, that mature follower of his, of his. And that's why he speaks to us. Amen. And he speaks through his word. We talked about that a lot too. He speaks through his word, through the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us when we pray. Amen. He speaks to us when we fast, when we're making decisions. He may speak to us by reminding us of past experiences that we've had. 
things that have happened. The Bible says, forget not all of his benefits. Amen. So he brings things to our remembrance, the benefits that he's given us in the past. Hallelujah. So he speaks to us through that. Amen. He gives us the sermon on the decisions that we're making right now that are going to be good for our life right now. And then he helps us make good decisions that's going to affect our future. Amen. So he's in everything in our life. He's in the past, he's in the present, and he's in the future. Amen. And he, and he has, uh, there's things and in, in, uh, instructions that he wants to give us, amen, that's going to help us have a good future. Amen. Every choice that we make um, is a fork in the road, right? You know, I've, I've said this before that we're walking down this path of life and we see a fork in the road. And sometimes it's easy, you, you can clearly see the bad decision, you can clearly see the good decision, and you can walk down that path. Sometimes it's a little tougher, maybe there's no right answer, maybe they're both, they seem both very good, and there's nothing sinful about either one. And that's when we pray to the Lord and say, Lord, I need wisdom and I need guidance in this decision, and they'll give you the best decision to make, amen, and so we can go down that path. But when we look back... Amen. We see the one path, right? There's, we all have one path of life. There might be things that we look back on and we think, oh man, maybe I should have made this decision. It doesn't matter. We already have one path. There's one path that we're walking down. And so he speaks to us. Luke 11:28 says, uh, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Amen. So he's speaking to us, but blessed are the ones that hear him. Amen. And keep his word. The Lord is speaking to us. And we have to decide to, to hear or listen to his voice. Amen. Sometimes um, we don't, right? Sometimes we might think that we have it, that we're going we're gonna to make a decision that we think is best. And maybe we don't even go to the Lord. I'm going to talk about it in a later, in a later message. But when, um, when Joshua, the Gibeonites came to Joshua, amen, and, and Joshua had made all these good decisions by inquiring of the Lord up until this point. And, uh, and the Gibeonites said, we're from a far country. They spoiled their food. They ripped their clothing. They did all these things to make it look like they traveled from a far away. And one thing that really stood out to me in, in that chapter, in that, in, that, um, in that passage, is it says, and they did not inquire of the Lord. Amen. It's important. And what happened? Gibeon became a thorn in their side, right? They... they yeah, they, they were in slavery, but because they had made an oath, the Lord forced Israel to keep the oath with the Gibeonites, and, and it became a thorn. So it's important in our decisions that we inquire of the Lord. Amen. Like I was saying, if we have two good decisions that we can make, we think they're good, and we just decide to make one um, without inquiring of the Lord, it could be the bad one. It could be the one that um, we, we shouldn't make. And a lot of times... Um, if we're not listening to the voice of the Lord, we're listening to the other voices that are telling us what's good or what's bad. Amen. And so Satan, that's how Satan comes in and tries to transform himself into a, an angel of light and speak into our life um, when we don't allow the Lord to speak first. Amen. Acts 2.17 says that it shall come to pass in the last days that God said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Amen. He pours out his spirit on us all. There's, we have the Holy Spirit in us who continually speaks to us, but he pours it out on all flesh, not just believers, but non-believers alike. Amen. He speaks to both believers and unbelievers. Right. 
But a lot of times it's just, it's just the believers, right? The believers are the ones that are openly listening for the voice of the Lord. But that doesn't mean he's not speaking to people that don't know him. Amen. Shall come to pass. He pours out his spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. So what's happening? He's speaking to sons and daughters. He's speaking to young and old uh, men. And what are they doing? They're prophesying what they see. They're prophesying what's been spoken to them through dreams and through visions and through prayer and fasting. Amen. And it furthers the kingdom. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Amen. So we want to be, if we're his sheep, we should be listening to his voice. Amen. We should be following what he wants. On the other side of it, Paul, on the road to Damascus, the Lord speaks to Paul. Now, Paul wasn't a believer in Jesus. He was a believer in the Jewish faith, but he wasn't a believer in Jesus Christ. He was an unbeliever, and Paul hears Jesus, and he responds to him. Amen? Think of Pastor Dave, and when he, and he got saved in the bar, and the Lord spoke to him, even though he didn't believe. But what did he do? He was listening, and he responded to the Lord. Amen. So yes, the Lord is even speaking to us now, and I'm not talking about prophecies or of world events, but I'm talking about receiving a specific word from the Lord about your situation. Amen. That's what he wants to talk to you about. He wants to talk to you about your life. He wants to talk to you about the decisions that you're making. He wants to talk to you about the people that he wants you to have an influence on. He wants you to witness to. Amen. And those are the words from God that we really need to pay attention to. Because if we're able to hear the word of the Lord over our lives individually, we're going to be able to trust the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and discernment when other people start to speak. Amen. So if we can hear the voice of the Lord in our own life, and we can take his advice in our own life, then when a prophet says something, or when another, when a pastor says something, amen, we can either say, yeah, that's praise the Lord, that's right on. Or we can say, no, that doesn't sound like the voice of the Lord. Amen. But what does it do? It starts with ourselves. It starts with being able to hear the voice of the Lord for ourselves. Amen. I love, you know, Pastor Dave talked about this morning, too, about Paul. You know, when he got saved, he spent several days, years, just taking in everything. Not that he wasn't trying to spread the gospel, but what was he doing? He was listening to the voice of the Lord. He was getting in tune with the voice of the Lord for his own life. So that he could go out and he could witness and he could minister and he could prophesy and he could speak over other people's lives. And that's ultimately what Jesus wants from us. Amen. He wants us to be able to go out to all the world and preach the gospel. He wants us to be able to go out and have words of knowledge and have words of wisdom. But if we can't even have words of knowledge and wisdom over our own lives and our, and our future decisions, it's going to be tough to have words of knowledge and words of wisdom and to trust what we're hearing Amen. And others to trust what they're hearing on other people's lives. So we want to, it starts with us. Amen. It starts with the accountability of being able to hear the voice of the Lord over our own life. Hallelujah. I believe most of the world event prophecies have already been prophesied in the Bible anyways. You know, a lot of what's going to happen, the Bible's already talked about. The Bible gives us, in, in a lot of places, an order, right, of the events. Um, it gives us uh, what what's going to happen. Amen. 
But I get really skeptical when I hear a prophecy about the U.S., about the world, that I can't find in the Bible. Because if somebody's giving this end-time prophecy, but prophecies have already been given, okay, I, I hope I can say, amen, that's what the Bible says. You know, I, I think that's good. Amen? If we can prophesy the, the word, that's a good thing. Amen? The Old and New Testament tells us exactly what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 36 tells us that no one knows the day or the hour of the coming of the Lord. So if somebody says, on this day, so-and-so a day at this time, this is when the world's going to end, we can automatically throw it out. Because nobody knows uh, the day or the hour of the coming of the Lord. And when we see the events mentioned, we know it's soon. Right? Matthew 24 talks about that, where when we start to see war, you know, um, pestilences and wars and rumors of wars and different things, we know that the end is almost near, but it's not near. It's not quite there yet. Amen? So we can, just through the word, we can discern prophecies of end-time events. Acts 1, 6, and 7 says, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They're waiting for a word. They're waiting for a prophecy of the end-time events. And the Lord said to them, It's not for you to know the times and the seasons. So now he doesn't just say the hour of when I come, but he said it's not for you to know even the times and the seasons. And what times and seasons are he talking about? He's talking about the times of the, of the, uh, of the pestilences. He's talking about the times of the wars and the rumors of wars. Amen. So when we see something, we can say, yep, it's in the Bible, right? But he's not telling us to actively go out and seek these things, right? He's not telling us to go out and actively prophesy these things of when these events are going to happen. He said, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but, and whenever anything's followed by a but, it means that instead of that, do this. But... You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria into the ends of the earth. So he's saying, instead of worrying about these prophecies, instead of worrying about when I'm going to come, instead of worrying about uh, uh, when these things are going to happen, just worry about being a witness for me. Amen? And so there's some things that we don't really need to pray about that are already in the Bible, Right? So this is one of those, you know, if, if, if I'm pulled two ways, if I want to say, um, well, I really, you know, I'm going to talk about just the end time, and that's my whole message, okay? But then this other way is I'm just going to talk to people about the love of Jesus. Amen. Well, we know in the Bible that he, he talks about this, that it's not for us to know these things as far as the exact time and the exact date. Amen. But he wants us to receive the power that he's given us. Amen. He wants us to walk with power and do with power. And he wants us to be witnesses all over the earth. Amen. And so these times and seasons, again, are mentioned in Matthew 24, other parts of the Bible. And we get ready by being able to hear and discern what the Lord is talking to us about in our life. Amen. So we have that. He said that 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 power is going to come upon us or that we're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Well, if we're a believer and we love Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come upon us. Amen. The Holy Spirit is in us. And we, t- we, we sang the song, The Blessing, this morning. Amen. And he's, he's in front of us. He's behind us. He's in, beside us. He's within us. Amen. He's with us when we're going out, when we're coming in. 
He's with us when we're sad. He's with us when we're happy. Amen. He's with us all the time. The Holy Spirit has endued us with this power. And so now we go out and we're witnesses to him. In these last days, it's important to hear from God. In the New Testament, the phrase, if you have an ear to hear, let him hear, or variations of that, it's found 20 times in the New Testament. So he's talking to um, believers. He's talking to churches, right? A lot, of, a lot of those are in Revelation where he says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. An- another time, so that happens seven times. Another one, he says, if any man have an ear, let him hear. And so what was Jesus telling the churches? Was he talking about end time things? Was he talking about when all these wars and earthquakes and, and the moon turning to blood, when those events were going to take place? No, what was he doing? He was telling them what they needed to change in their church. Amen? And all those, all those things that the Bible is talking about to the seven churches, we can translate that into our own life. Amen? And so when he talks to you, and when he speaks to you, and, he, and, he, and Pastor Dave's talking about pruning through the word, and he says, you need to cut this out, or continue to do this, amen? I love when, when I do something that the Lord loves, and then he, he says, yeah, keep doing that, amen? That's how he prunes us. But when, when we hear from the voice of the Lord, most of the time it's going to be about what we can do in our own life, amen? It's going to be the change, maybe the changes that we can make. Maybe it's going to be about a, a family member that we can reach out to. Just hearing, you know, the voice of the Lord can come in, in a lot of different ways. I mean, it comes primarily through the Word, amen. But then we also get the voice of the Lord through when maybe when we fast, or when we pray, or when we're talking to an elder, or when we're talking to our spouse, or talking to our kids. You know, the Lord can use anybody to give us a word. Amen? He can use, maybe it's a, a, a TV evangelist. Maybe it's... Uh, I don't know. But he can use anybody, amen? And so if we can discern, if we have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to us, we're going to correctly uh, identify God's voice. And I think the first question we need to answer is, why does God speak to us? And I, Just kind of going through it, you know, I had a whole, whole other thing I was going to talk about tonight, and and the Lord gave me some other things, and so I'm going to make it into a two- or three-part series, because I think it's important that we understand how to hear from the, from the Lord, amen? And so I want to go through things slowly, amen, because I need to listen to it. I need to hear it, too. And, you know, these are things that every time I read, it's like, ooh, yeah, I could do better at that. You know, I want to hear the, I want to hear the Lord like that, amen? I want to hear the Lord, uh, you know, I want to have dreams like Joseph had dreams, amen? I want to have... I want to hear the voice of the Lord like that. Amen. So, the first question, why, do we, why does God speak to us? And so we know he does, but why? And, and part of it is he loves us. He wants to have a relationship with us. Amen. When, whenever, you know, my wife and I were married, we talked to each other. Amen. Why? Because we love each other. We have that relationship. We can talk. Amen. So that's the same thing with the Lord. But he also just does it for our benefit. To let us know of things in our life, he he speaks to us to um, to uh, give us insight into maybe decisions to come. I mean, he speaks to us 
to uh, give us peace. He speaks to us to give us joy. Amen. He wants to load you with these benefits, these fruits of the Spirit that we continue to grow. Amen. So he continues to speak to us in that soft tone that he always speaks to us in. And he speaks primarily through his word. 2 Timothy 3.16-17, through 17, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. So this is why this, the scriptures are given. I mean, this is what he says to us a lot of the time, is that uh, he gives us sound doctrine through his word, through what he says. If, if we're going on a, on, a, on a little rabbit trail, he pulls us back in with the word. Amen. to say, no, just stay here. Just stay on the simplicity that is in Jesus. He also, uses, through the Bible, convicts us maybe of sin in our life. We might see a passage that talks about um, sin or things that the Lord doesn't like. That we're like, ooh, wow, I should change that. Amen. Even if it doesn't feel like it's glaring, um, if we're listening to the voice of the Lord, we're going to hear that. We're going to say, ooh, maybe I need to change that in my life. He also uh, reproofs us, which means convicts us. Amen. Oh yeah, I, I said that. Convicts us. He corrects us through the word. So not only does he maybe show us things in our life, but he gives us instruction on how to correct. That's what the word does, amen. We, we read it, we see, ooh, um, I'm convicted of that. We continue to read, and we're like, oh, okay, that's how I can change it. Amen, that's, this is the key, this is what the Lord's telling me um, that I can do in my life to make it right. Amen. If there's something in our life that isn't right, he'll help us correct us. And finally, he gives instructions on how to live righteously. Amen. He'll tell us things that we can take and we can practice in our life because we're not going to be perfect all in one day. Amen. It wouldn't be great just to be able to wake up in the morning and you go out and you put your perfect suit on. Amen. And you have your perfect smile and all your thoughts are perfect towards everybody. Amen. And you say all the right words. Wouldn't that be great? But no, being a Christian is a daily walk. Amen. Just like doctors practice medicine, we practice being Christians. <laughs> Every single day. Amen. And then I'll do something, I'll get mad at something, and i be like, ah, oh, I missed it. I missed it right there. And the Lord, what does he do? He brings that to me. He says, yeah, you missed it. That's okay, though. You'll get him next time. Amen. So he encourages us. He helps us walk righteously. And so we see that that's the reason for the scriptures. But then in verse 17, we see the why. And the why says that the, he gives us all these things that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's why he speaks to us through his word. Amen. He wants us to be complete. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to be thoroughly equipped. Not just somewhat equipped, but thoroughly equipped for every good work that he's called us to do. Amen? Other translation, I think uh, Amplified Classic says, that we may com- be complete and proficient. Amen? Well fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So he sent his son, the word, to help us do those things. He sent his son, the word, so that we can be complete. So that we can go out and we can make good decisions. That we can follow him. That we can be a witness and we can be a light to other people. That's why he sent his son. That's why he sent his word to guide us. Amen. And that's why he speaks to us so he can help us throughout our life. Right? 
So every single day I'm walking and I'm, I want to walk with the Lord and I want to be listening every single day. No matter where I am, no matter what's going on, Peter, when the storms were boisterous, he was listening to the Lord. I mean, really, to be honest, if it was that bad and windy and rainy and, the, and everything, how did Peter hear Jesus say, come? Well, he blocked out everything else, right? He blocked out everything else. It didn't matter what was going on around him. He was tuned in. Pastor Dave talked about the radio. He was tuned in to Jesus. And so he heard him and he said, come. And I doubt Jesus said, hey, Peter, yeah, yeah, come. No, it was probably just that still small voice that he talks to us in. Amen. Peter, come. And Peter knew. He's like, yep, that's the voice of the Lord. I'm going to come out. Because what did he say before that? Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Amen. If it would have been somebody else and they said, come, Peter hopefully would have said, "Eh, that doesn't sound like the right voice. That doesn't sound like Jesus' voice. What did he He focus on the voice of the Lord? And when Jesus said, come, Peter said, okay, Lord, I'm going to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So he speaks to us so he can help us through life. Whether that's to do good works in our personal life or to lead us to minister to others about the gospel. And the best part is we can hear from him daily. Amen. Daily he's talking to us. Daily he loads us with benefits, but daily he speaks to our heart if we're listening. Amen. Now just because we can hear from him daily doesn't mean that we do. Sometimes we get in the way. Maybe sometimes we have something going on during the day that we're anxious about or we're worried about. And so we kind of... Not that we're trying to. I mean, if we thought about it, we would we would always have the Lord and, and listen and hear for the Lord. Amen. But the devil is smart. He wants to get us away from listening to that voice. And so things will come on us that maybe distract us. And so all of a sudden, God's over here and we're over here and we're going this way. Amen. And he's still trying to speak to us. So even though he speaks to everyone, not everyone hears him. Having an ear to hear the voice of the Lord doesn't just mean that we can hear him but that we're actively listening to him. Uh, Ryan comes home uh, during, you know, he, he comes home from uh, kindergarten and he'll say, Dad, I listened today. Apparently that was a, a big thing in the beginning of the school year. He didn't listen very well. And he'd say, Dad, I'm listening. To, I'm, I listened today. So obviously his teacher is telling him, yeah, you did a good job of listening, you know. And, and you hear the term being an active listener, an active learner. And what does that mean to be an active listener? Okay, so if uh, if if Marianne's talking to me and I'm looking this way, yeah, I can hear her. If I'm focused on something here, yeah, maybe I can hear, her, but am I listening to her? No, I'm distracted. How do we show somebody that we're a good listener? Well, we we put our eyes on them. Amen. We we quit thinking about other things and we and we think about what they're saying so that we can respond. Amen. That's how we're a good listener. John 8:47 in the Amplified Classic says, Whoever is of God listens to God. Those who belong to God hear the words of God. This is the reason that you do not listen to those words to me, because you do not belong to God and are not of God, and I like this last part, or in harmony with Him. Amen? So whoever is of God listens to God. We have to want to listen to the Lord to hear Him. And, and, you know, there's there's sometimes in our life, in, in Christian's life, where we know God's there, we hear Him, but we listen to maybe to our flesh more, right? Sometimes we hear God, I mean, you, we can be in a fork in the road, 
And the Lord's telling, he's not screaming at us, but he's telling us, go down this path. This is where you want to go. And, and our heart is tugging us over here. Our flesh is tugging us over here. Amen. And so we, we make maybe an excuse and we start to go down this path. And we realize, wow, I, I heard the voice of the Lord. I just didn't take it, the advice that he gave me. Right? And so we want to put our posi- ourselves in positions to hear the voice of the Lord. We're going to put ourselves in a position to be able to respond right when the Holy Spirit says something. Kind of like if I have a TV on and there's no other noise. Like at night if I'm, if I'm just watching TV and there's, you know, no, nobody's in the room and I can just watch it, I can put it down at a low level, right? I don't need it, I don't need it really high because even just the, the smallest sound I can hear from the TV. But if there's other noises around me, if the kids are in there, or if um, something else is playing, radio is playing, or different things, if I keep it at that volume, then all these other noises and distractions drown out the TV, and I can't hear it, right? Like, I can try to make out some of the words, but it's hard for me to hear it if there's other things that are competing against the noise of the TV. So I have to choose to limit the noise of the world in order to hear the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is like a TV that the volume is... It's turned so you can hear it, but it's not uh, too loud. It's not too soft. It's, it's exactly where he wants it to be. Amen. That's his voice. And the world is all the other things that are trying to talk to me. In the natural, I can just turn up the TV. But in the spirit, God isn't going to yell to get our attention, is he? He's not going to yell. He's going to say, I'm, I'm letting you choose. You can choose to listen to these voices. You can, turn, you can choose to turn up the volume of the world. And keep me here. You can choose to turn down the volume of the world and and listen clearly to what I have to say. Amen. And I know I use this verse a lot. I think uh, Roger used it this morning, I believe. Um, But I think it's relevant in most cases. 1 Kings 19.11 He said, Go out and stand on the mountain for the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in great and strong wind, torn to the mountain and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Aren't you glad that Elijah, you know, he didn't, you know, this first one, he said, he's like, okay, what does this mean? You know, the, 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 the wind came in and broke the rocks, and Elijah said, what does this mean? Rocks broke. Oh, my goodness. He must be really speaking to me here. No, what did he do? He waited, and then the Lord was in, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, Elijah could have said, oh, what does this earthquake mean? What's he trying to tell me in my life? Right? No, but the Lord wasn't in the, in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after, after the fire, a still, small voice. Why did Elijah listen to the still, small voice? Because he knew the voice of the Lord. Amen? If we don't know the voice of the Lord, we're going to run towards the earthquake. We're going to run towards the fire. We're going to run towards the big thing that we think that the Lord's in. And it might be, it, it's not necessarily... We're, trying, we're not trying to be deceived, right? We're not trying to go away from God. But if we don't know his voice, it's going to be easy to go towards these other things, these other voices, amen? The Bible talks so much about false prophets and false teaching and, and people coming like, like uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, you know, in these last days. And so it's important that we, that we first, again, know that we can hear the voice of the Lord for ourselves, Amen. And, the, and how to hear the voice of the Lord. And we're going to go into how he speaks to us 
We're going to go into other things as well. But I wanted to use this as a precursor to that. Amen. The more we put ourselves in positions to hear his voice, the louder it becomes to us. Amen. So the more that we, we, we silence everything else around us and we listen to the Lord and we put ourselves in a position to hear him, the louder his voice becomes to us. And so that's why it's good not to have distractions, not to have distractions when we're reading the word. I'm, I'm guilty of it, you know, having something else on or, you know, I'm trying to read the Bible and I'm not really getting as much as I should because maybe there's other things going on. And it's important that when we're praying that there's nothing else. I mean, we can have worship music and stuff like that. Usually what I do is I'll put on instrumental music because I like the, the sound. But when I, when I start hearing the words of the song, then I start to focus on the words of the song instead of what I'm praying. Amen. So, you know, or, or you know, whatever it is, um, spending time just, just meditating on things. You know, there's a, a book. Uh, out that I that I've read called the hour that changed the world and it's about prayer. It's just about there's this prayer wheel and it goes through different sections of prayer how how we can pray and and uh, and one of the parts is just is just listening, not doing anything, not not speaking in tongues, not uh, singing to the Lord, not thinking about it, but just listening, just just being there and quiet and just seeing what the Lord wants to say. Amen. So there's something to be said about just waiting. The pastor was talking about the waiting on the Lord, um, being quiet before Him, allow, allowing Him to speak. Amen. Doing th- things like that. And then we get an answer, praising the Lord, praying in the Spirit, singing in the Spirit, asking Him for things. Right? So we put our position, put ourselves in the position to hear the Lord. How, when we do that, we're able to hear His voice that much clearer. Amen. And I was going to talk about something else. I'm going to stop right here, though. But um, let, next time I talk, I'm going to talk about discerning the voice of the Lord. So, we, you know, I, I thought this was really good, you know, just as far as a, a tune-up. Amen. Because uh, it's just good to know, like, okay, how do I, make, how do I set the mood <laughs> to hear the voice of the Lord? Amen. But next time I'm going to talk about just discerning His voice. And like I said, the Bible goes... I mean, in, in different books and different um, letters that Paul wrote, Peter wrote, um, talks a lot about being aware and being careful of other voices, of other doctrines, of false prophets, of people that um, maybe knew the Lord at one time and spoke the truth but got deceived and therefore deceives others. There's a lot of talk about, um, you know, just listening to uh, leaders of the church, overseers of the church, amen, that maybe have a wrong doctrine. Amen. So that'll be all uh, really fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to continue to get into it. Amen. But just for the rest of the night, we have like a minute left. Um, just real quick, I just want us to be quiet. Okay, I want us to be quiet. And I just want us to hear, try to hear the voice of the Lord. Just for your life. Maybe there's something, that, there's an answer that you're looking for. Um, a decision that you need to make. Okay, you can pray under your breath if you want to. But just really just... Just don't worry about other things. Don't worry about anybody else. Just really just be quiet just for like 30 seconds. And let's just see if the Lord gives you something. Amen.
Maybe it was, maybe it gave you a scripture. Maybe it allowed you to think of something that you haven't thought about before. You know, one of the words that the Lord gave me uh, was, was, my son, pay attention to my words, incline your ear to my saying. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Amen. Because they're life to those who find them and help to all their flesh. Amen. Maybe there's something that you needed in that time, in that 30-second time that we just spent just listening to the Lord. And, and I encourage you in your, in your daily prayer, um, or whenever you pray, take just a little bit of time and just listen. You know, sometimes I get caught up and you know, I want to pray in the Spirit because I know that's the perfect prayer language to God. And uh, I want to ask Him for things or I want to thank Him. And all those are great things and we need to do all those things in prayer. But we also need to just listen. Amen. We also just need to be quiet and let Him minister to our heart. Amen? Amen. Well, Lord, we just thank You for tonight. We thank You that we can come together and just be... Uh, of one accord, that we can be of one mind here, just as the 120 were in the upper room. Lord, we thank you that you're speaking to us even now. Lord, I pray that there's decisions that are answered, Lord. I pray that there's praise reports coming in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that um, you're giving people a discernment even right now. Even in that little time that we, we focus on you and try to hear from you, Lord, that you've given us things that we can use tonight that we can use this week. And Lord, that's what you want from us. You just want to, you don't expect us to be per- perfect right now, but you expect us to walk uprightly. You expect us to walk in your word. You expect us to give you credit and glory and honor, Lord. You expect us to take, take advantage of opportunities, Father. And then you're not harsh when we, when we mess up, when we miss it. So Lord, we're so thankful for you. We love you so much. But I pray a blessing on everybody here tonight that you are uh, guiding them in all truth into the knowledge of all the truth, Lord, that you have for them. And I just thank you that as they go about their rest of their night, their week, Father, that, that there's things um, in their life that they can say, wow, look what the Lord has done. Father, I thank you for a great week uh, and a great uh, pastor's conference that's coming up, Lord, great speakers as well. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you guys for coming. If anybody needs prayer, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If anybody needs prayer, uh, I'd be happy to pray for you. I mean, I, I, again, I love what Pastor Dave said. Between the time we pray and the answer, there's that faith and patience that takes place. Amen. So that really encouraged me this morning. Have a great rest of your night. You are dismissed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.